This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This video is sponsored by Voxy. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Jamie Lawler, and making his Blues Focus podcast debut tonight, my dad, Paul Kelsall. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you guys? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing very good. It's uh, been a long time. I haven't spoke to you since, um, well, a couple of hours ago, I don't think. Um, Um, Yeah, so of course, in today's podcast, we will be discussing yesterday's defeat to Leicester, 3-0 loss um, after many wasted chances. Uh, We're out of the FA Cup, uh, but at least we don't have to travel away to Bournemouth if we did win that game. Um, Wasn't the sort of fixture we would have hoped for had we gotten through. Um, so kind of missed the bullets, uh, dodged the bullets on that one, really. Um, but yeah, let's get started and cracking into this. Um, so who wants to discuss the chances that were missed in that first half? And actually, side point as well, we actually all went to the game yesterday. So this is going to be a proper in detail analysis of that game. So <laughs> it's a rarity for this channel, I know. But still, yeah. let's. Uh, who wants to take us up on the chances that we missed yesterday? <laughs> that first half as well. Which- which, which one? Uh, which chance? Where, like, where do you want to start? Yeah, with all those chances. Yeah, I mean, it was driving me absolutely insane, really. I mean, I've not been that frustrated at a game for a long time, really. I just think there were so many chances, wasn't there, in a short period of time? And uh, you think, well, one of them's going to go in, aren't they? One, one of those chances at some point is going to go in. And none of them did. We have like 14, 14, 14 shots, six on the target. Yeah. And yeah, we, we, we didn't score any, did we? And that, that, that was... Uh, yeah, that was incredibly frustrating, I think, wasn't it? It was a shame, really, wasn't it, that I think we'd have took the roof off the place if we'd got a couple of goals early on. And, uh, yeah, frustrating, but, yeah, hey, that's football, isn't it? It happens sometimes, doesn't it, as well? We, you know, there you go. What about you, Joe? What do you think? Oh, it might be a bit of a delay. <laughs> Quite a delay, actually. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think it's just saying, yeah, I'm up, I'm all right. No, you're very much delayed. Does that sound all right? Well, we'll drop you out for a second, one no. second. <laughs> um, so it's just going to be me and Dad for a quick second while I get back with Jamie. Um, yeah, but yeah, 
carry on talking about the chances whilst I saw Jamie out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. As I say, I think that first half for a lot of the fans, wasn't it really? Just you couldn't believe this, just how well we were playing in terms of creating chances to to get into the box. And, you know, they, they were like good chances. I think we hit the post. I think the keeper made some some good saves. I've watched them back a bit, actually. They're probably not as clear cut as maybe you think when you're at the game during the day. But you, you're kind of expecting one or two of those to go in. And in, in an FA Cup, you can get ahead, you know, against a team that, to be fair, you know, they're a, they're a decent side on their list, the top of the league and, and whatnot. Yeah, I think we just got ahead in the game. It could have made a, a lot of difference, couldn't it? So, uh, but I suppose the only crumb of comfort that we didn't get through was that, like you say, the Bournemouth as, a, as an away tie isn't particularly, uh, yeah, that appealing, was it really? If, if it had been like, you know, we, if we'd have got through, we would have um, yeah, played Villa or something. That would have been felt like a real missed opportunity. But I was, I was really genuinely a bit a bit annoyed, I think, at the end of the game, uh, as I think Mowbray was really, about how it sort of then panned out second half. Because you look at that first half, we played really well. Mm. loads of chances and then second half it kind of petered away to nothing again didn't it and uh which was a, a real shame i think yeah but yeah it, it, it's it's one of those and it's football it happens sometimes doesn't it but there were some positives and there was some yeah some typical birmingham city kind of chances and uh opportunities that we seem to have passed up on again it would have been nice to have a cup run this year because we haven't had much to cheer about for a long time have we? we haven't really uh had a lot to kind of to sort of inspire the fans for a while, have we? So uh, it would have been nice to have a bit of a cup run and you know kept that that run going. But yeah, we'll focus on the league now, can't we? Focus yeah, on staying true. up. True, true. Jamie, Jamie back is your, uh, is right. your... how do I, how do I sound now? Am I okay? Am I good? I think your connection is just a little bit delayed. So you are right. good. Sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, sounds good to I'm me. Good, I'm good. Okay, beautiful. Okay, good. Yeah. So my, my laptop decided to open Microsoft Teams at the same time and it just sent my whole laptop <laughs> over. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so first half, what can you say? Like, I don't think I've ever said for sake so many times in a 45-minute game of football. Well, I'm literally just looking and I'm going, how are these top of the league? Oh, they have rotated the team, don't get me wrong. But I was like, we're playing fantastic. Like, the one-touch football, the build-up play, everything. Like, Jordan James and Stansfield link up so nicely together. And I'm still now trying to think, like, was it fantastic goalkeeping or is it woeful finishing? Is it a bit of both? Um, I imagine a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, the Dembele one at the end of the first half, 100%. You've got anywhere but the goalie there. Like, come on. I know. Like, the yeah. Jordan James one near post, great save. Like, there were some fantastic saves from the keeper as well. Uh, it's one of them, like, like, we're getting an identity under Mowbray. And the second half was the second half. And we all saw it happening at half time. Everyone turned around. As soon as you see three Leicester players are stripped at the start of the second half during a warm, you're like, here we go. It's here just it's happening. Yeah, I, was... I, I do really think though that obviously the, it was kind of it was their changes a little bit. I think when you've got their players on, because when they bring on quality players, you're always going to you know, struggle a bit. But the fact we lost Ethan Laird, yeah, you know, as, as much as Jordan James and Stansfield have done well, he on that right side, I, he, to me, he's like a real like a, a proper Premier League type quality player. But the fact he come he comes off at half time injured or or particularly or just protecting him or whatever, and he's been out, probably suggests why he's not playing at a higher level at the moment because he, the qualities are all there to see. It's just maybe his injury concerns are, are the reason why he's still playing the championship. He, yeah. He's absolutely different grade, you might say. He's, mm. he's absolutely, he's, he's mint. He really is. He's great. He brings such an energy to the team. So once we had to change it around for him, you know, and, and, and fair play to Mark Roberts, I suppose, in some ways, you know, throwing you into a team second half. It's hard work, isn't it? You know, being a setback. He was out of position for the first goal. There was mistakes in that build-up. But losing Ethan Laird at right back changed everything. Io had to come out to right back. 
he isn't really a right back. I don't think is he really. And I felt for him a bit. You know, he's getting mullered then when he's second half. And um, yeah, I think that, that that really kind of put us on the back foot a little bit once we lost Laird. I think that, that was that was a big change for me. Really, it was such a shame. Hmm. I'm I'm willing to forgive the Laird substitution if it means I get the fit Laird for West Brom. Yeah, which is why I under like if Drama is out injured for a while and Laird is our only right back, I completely understand having to take him yeah. off because you're not. Like, you know, he's got 45 minutes in him. Great 45 minutes. Why why getting to push himself to his limitations when you've got West Brom coming? Like, we want to focus on the league at this point. Let Leicester do what Leicester do. That's fine. Enjoy enjoy your day out in Bournemouth, whatever. Enjoy your nine-hour journey there and back. So yeah, it was that. interesting, wasn't oh. it, really? Because Mowbray, after the game, he says like that um, he was disappointed with how the subs had come on for us because he wanted them to come on and make an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, bring us a bit of energy and, you know, and, and do that. And, and nowadays, I keep saying this, when you've got five subs... You know, chances are you can change almost half of the outfield players, can't you? So you want those five players to come on and really like sort of leave, you know, empty the tank, leave nothing like that. Mm. But it kind of didn't work, did it? It just disrupted everything. And, and I really don't like it when we go to sort of like almost like four out and out attacking players at the end. It's just, you know, football don't work like that, does it? You know, because if it did, we'd, we'd all start that way, wouldn't we? So mm. it, it just all looked disjointed at the end. And <clears throat> I felt like Leicester could score at will then. And that that, that was... Yeah. It, it, Which it, they kind of were doing. Yeah, it did, and it flattened the game out, didn't it? Because what had been like an exciting first half, the second half, you know, they score almost straight away from the kickoff virtually. And then, you know, we're on the back foot the whole game then, aren't we? I couldn't even, I just genuinely couldn't see us getting away back in anywhere at that point. Yeah, Vardy's ruled out goal looked onside as well. He was onside. He was onside. I've watched it back. He was 100% onside. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised at any of that. Yeah, again, but as I say, once you felt, once we'd made changes, they'd made changes. The game slipped away from us, didn't it? And I was saying it half time to you, wasn't it? You know, I just felt like the, our chance in the game had gone, hadn't it? it I just yeah. really felt that and uh, a shame, really. But yeah, I suppose, like I say, it's cup football as well. And James right. I think if it leaves us with a fit Ethan Laird for remaining games, then, you know, more more the better, really. So yeah, good man management, I think, from Mowbray yeah. on that one. Yeah, I can't, I can't begrudge it. Like the subs, I think the thing that pisses me up about the first goal more than anything is one was Roberts. I don't know why Roberts is in the centre mid centre of the park, by the way, in the midfield, but that happened. The fact is, when you've got Christian Bielik and Mark Roberts as your centre half, Jamie Vardy in no way in hell should be getting a free header. You have two ginormous yeah. centre halves in the box there. Vardy should not be getting a free header six yards out. Like, yeah, and he's a he, he's a Premier League finisher and he shows yeah, he has his first real chance he had and he put it bottom corner. Rudy's got yeah, I mean, there, so. The delivery was beautiful though, wasn't it? He put it right on his head in between the two set backs. And then he, and then to be honest, he, he don't miss, does he, from there? But no. if you think about all the chances we missed in the first half, you know, it's we need time. somebody who's a clinical finisher like that, you know, and, and they're 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 tough to come by, aren't they? And and Jamie Body obviously is a you know, he's an international player as well, wasn't he? And he's been scoring the Premier League for fun for years, hasn't he? So, yeah, it's, it's a shame. But somebody in the comments said that, obviously, um, he made good subs against Hull, which I absolutely agree. And I think that's what you want in the modern game, isn't it? If you can make those changes, you bring on five players, they can they can turn a game round. And those three that Leicester made yesterday definitely made a difference to them, that's for sure. Hmm. I mean, let's be honest, they're going up. It's that simple. Like Leicester are going to be going back to the Premier League. And you can see... I mean, that weren't even their full squad, was it? Like, I don't think Medivine no. played, and Didi wasn't there. Like, do feel Mavradini and the right, left wing as well, he was oh, missing, okay. wasn't he? Yeah. So, I think from Leicester's point of view, they'd made 10 changes, hadn't they, for the game? So, but that, that's what I'm saying. We, that's where we had a, a sort of a window of an opportunity to do something, and we, we kind of didn't take it, which was 
yeah, a bit frustrating for me that was that we didn't take that chance. But yeah, it, it is nice being frustrated leaving a game though. In in the terms of going away from a game, going, we did all right there. Like we did. Mm. Like first half was fantastic. Whereas in days of old, we used to go in. Oh, we clung on there, didn't we? Until yeah. we gave up. Really, I think. Like... I think the thing is though, with some of the chances we did miss, the ones that we had on target against lower league teams, mm-hmm. we're going to score those ones. Like, I think the keeper had a bit of a blinder, to be honest. Um, I can't remember his name, um, and I probably butcher it as well if I try and pronounce his name. Um, but yeah, I think he was on form. Uh, got down to a lot. Um, I think it was mm-hmm. the Keshi Anderson one that was the most impressive one because it was back across the way that the ball had been coming got a good left hand to it and made a good save. Um, I think the Dembele one's a good save as well because it's a terrible finish on Dembele, don't get me wrong. Nice I just think, massive. Yeah, I just think that it's like it's in that sort of awkward gap between him, really, mm. and the, the floor, really. So, I think, I, I really, yeah. I, I really love Lem- I love Dembele. I think he, he does bring some really exciting stuff to us, but he can be a little bit frustrating at times. But I guess that kind of player, be, I think. Yeah, I suppose at times that those sort of players can be a little bit frustrating, can't they? Because you, you you're waiting for a bit of magic. And sometimes it don't come, does it? And I don't think he's like a clinical finisher necessarily. But he, he you know, he's an exciting young player, and he, you know, well, he's perhaps not young so much, but he is an exciting player, that's for sure. He's a so, star, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, you always want a player like that in your team, mm-hmm. don't you? Really, somebody who can do some, you know, a little bit unconventional, a bit different, beat a player, and yeah, he just needs the, the finish on the end. But yeah. One yeah. big positive I took from yesterday is I now I've seen it in the flesh myself. Belik at centre half might be a masterstroke. Mm, he yeah. was in that first half. DK Vardy, nothing, not a sniff. Like I what, think you know what, Bielik could be un- incredible there. Do you see what Mowbray said though? He, he felt as if maybe he could. I don't know. Was it Mowbray said he, he felt like he could be a sort of our John Stones, you know, a yeah. player that can play at the back, but then he can step in and play in midfield. And I thought he's already seen the game in like a slightly different way. He's seen the players differently, isn't he? He realizes the midfield's the issue really, and, and I know people okay. have got. You know questions about the centre halves and the defence and etc. But I think he's got a point really. I think you know centre halves need to just do the job like Long does. Mm-hmm. If you're asking him to do other things, I think that's where you overcomplicate. But it's the midfield mm-hmm. where we've had a lot of issues for a long time, and maybe Bielik dropping back into a more defensive place and he can play from there. He can see the game in front of him. I think that gives us maybe a bit more of a an assurity. Like so, you know, I think that's good. And I think you're looking at the the potential incomings. I think he's looking at midfield as being one of the priority areas, isn't he? I mean, yesterday was night and day, wasn't it? If you can, let's just take two of our midfielders, for example. So you've got Jordan James. I thought he had a great game yesterday. I think he tried his best. He did everything he could on the ball. He's trying to make runs. He's trying to, he's classy touches and stuff. Ivan Sundjic, bless his heart. He will run around for 90 minutes and he'll try his best, but he's not got it in possession. And then you mm. look at their midfielders and that Pret, what, that Belgian lad they've got in the middle, that little lad, absolutely tore us apart. He was just unbelievable. And that's the quality they've got. Because mm. when you look at Jordan James are practically trying to run that middle at the end because they took everyone off and they left JJ in the middle. Tyler Roberts yeah. is trying to play right wing back at the end of the game. And you just saw what is going on here. Like, poor kid, yeah, the think, man's think... trying to run. Like... I mean, Jordan James in the midfield for me, I mean, you know, he, he, he's just going to get stronger and stronger, isn't he? Because he's still I'm a young so lad, good. really. He's still learning. You know, but he's obviously got a lot of power and, you know, he's going to get stronger in there as well. But he needs some help in there as well. Mm-hmm. And Sunic, for me, you know, somebody's asked whether they, what they thought of him being captain. I, I, when he went on loan to um, to Hertha Berlin and had issues there, 
I had a feeling like we'd probably never see him in a blue shirt again, to be honest. So the fact he was the captain yesterday, you think, you know, that's like a bit of a, a you know, redemption, isn't it, for, for Sonjic to go from someone who was loaned out, had a poor time, comes back, ends up as the captain. I think that's that's fair play to him. But a player like Sonjic, he's just always going to give you everything he's got. You know, he, he's just never going to, like, give up on things. And it takes all sorts, doesn't it, in, in a team. You do need players who are going to literally give you 100 percent every single game. So I, I like Sonny. She's got his limitations, hasn't he? I think everybody knows that. You know, he, he's not gonna always be like a silky passer of the ball, takes too long, gets caught on the ball. All, all of that is true of Sonic. But you gotta love him though as well. And you know, I, I think he's great. I, I absolutely love, I love everything about him. I love him. My only gripe with Sunjik sometimes, and he's, don't get me wrong, is he ever going to score a scream at? It's very rare. It's once every two years, if that. But when he's got the chance, he needs to stop side-footing it and just pull his laces for it, man. Mm. Like yesterday, he fells him. I feel that way about a lot of players. Just yeah. finesse it, and he side-footed it straight into a centre-back, and I was like, please, just <laughs> yeah, put laces for it. We chat about that a lot, don't we, really? I mean, we talk about like you know things in modern football. We, there's a lot of side-foot shots go on mm. nowadays. And you're just hoping that somebody at some point is just going to absolutely sort of thunder. Sansfield just thunder absolutely well is half of them. Sansfield, if you watch his goals, he's just yeah. thundering it. He doesn't care. He's putting his laces through and he's going at the yeah. That's why I was a little bit disappointed in him yesterday because he's shown that sort of striker's finishing when he's clean through on goal. I just didn't really see it from him yesterday. Maybe he choked a little bit, but yeah. I mean, um, there's a few other questions coming into this. Um, I'll try and move the conversation forward into the West Brom game, but also the um, new signings that we're being rumoured with. Uh, obviously, the Korean international is uh, pretty much coming in. He's been seen at the Blues women game today. Uh, Alex Pritchard as well has also been linked to come in with Blues. Um, yeah, there's a few other players as well, but also have, um, Jordan James got a few links now as well. So, I mean, what's, the, uh, what's everybody's thoughts on that? Uh, do you want to go first, Paul? I don't mind you, yeah. No, I, I, we're always we, we need players, don't we? There's there's no question about it as well. It depends what what we're doing. It we, whether we're going to you know do more business in January and you know and you know and then obviously whatever. Well, we're going to do less business in January and more in the summer. But one way or another, there's going to be some changes to that squad. There's no question about it. You can see it in Mowbray yesterday at the end of the game. You know, he knows the squad needs freshening up. He wants to take things in a different direction. You can see where he's trying to go. But we're going to need new personnel. That that's absolutely sure. And um, I think the link with Pritchard's an interesting one. And obviously, I think the signing of um, Pax So 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 Hong. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't say his name, but I'll, I'll learn it. Obviously, I've got a, I've got a colleague actually at work, and she speaks Korean, so I'm going to run it past her and get the right pronunciation. Get the proper pronunciation, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, because we've got to do that. Yeah, Pax Sung uh, Ho. Yeah, I'd see for him, for me, Pritchard and him, I potentially could be like two tens, couldn't they? And I think mm. Moby quite likes that two tens thing, doesn't he? So I think we will see some changes. But all of those signings that have been sort of linked so far, you're thinking, yeah. And obviously, you've got to remember, we've already got Dazelle through the door, who potentially, you know, left-footed central midfield player. And that's an area I think he's focusing on to, to get us a bit stronger in there, to make us more creative, get us on the front foot playing forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say so far, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with who we've been linked with. I think it's, um, yeah, it's possibly it's exciting times, isn't it? And I think yesterday in an ideal world, he's got Bakuna fit as well. And I think Backer slips yeah. into that middle if we need. I mean, we all know he's great on the left wing, but we all know that Backer, if you need a silky passer of a football, and I know he's frustrated at times, but my God, that man can pass. Yeah. Inside of the boot, outside of the boot, his range of passing is filth. And Pritchard, I'd love to have Pritchard. I think he's class. And I mean, everyone's been tweeting today and they're saying he literally told Sunderland yesterday he doesn't want to be selected anymore and he wants to yeah. leave. So. It's that in the news, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Again, he's one of those, you know, are we going to do that business in January or do we wait for the summer? But, you know, for me, it looks as if we're going to do it now. So you'd, you would hope that, we, you know, we'd get that one over the line because, you know, he brings a bit of experience in there as well. And I know we've focused more on younger players for the future. That that All that's fine. But you need a combination of both. And Pritchard, you know, I don't know how many games he's played in the championship, etc. But he's been around. He's played a lot of games. You know, he, he'll bring a bit of um, experience to the team as well. And I do think we need a bit of that. It's certainly mm-hmm. in midfield we do. And someone like a Pritchard nurturing a Jordan James is going to do nothing but benefit mm. the way JJ plays. When you've already got a class in that midfield, let's be honest, I, I think Koji Miyoshi is arguably one of our best players. His technical ability on a football. I think if you get yeah. Koji playing off Pritchard and then this new signing coming in, there's three number 10s there. Yeah, That's for sure, yeah. We are quite right. overdone on that though, aren't we? So we've got we've got that guy coming in, uh, Sung Ho. We've also got Pritchard. We've also got Roberts as well, Tyler Roberts. Mm. We've got Koji Miyoshi. Mm. You know, I think, are we? I don't know, maybe um, Mowbray's having a rethink and maybe going forward into the summer transfer window, it might be like players like Roberts who... Maybe sort of goes oh, either oh, drops out of the team or um, it's funny, isn't it? Really, there yeah. seems to be a lot of people that seem to be quite um down on Tyler Roberts, really. And you know, I think you got to remember, really, is that like he, he's not fit, is he? Really, I mean, he's working his way back to fitness, and then even when he's been out alone in recent years, he's suffered injury problems, hasn't he? So he, he doesn't look fit to me, but I think he's working his way back to fitness. But actually, there's a player there, isn't it? You know, there is yeah. a player there. You know, if he can get back to his fitness, that's, I suppose, a big if, isn't it, really, on a player like Roberts? But if he can, I think he, he would bring someone to the squad still. But what Mowbray thinks, I don't know. And that, that's the only problem we're talking about individuals, isn't it? You don't really know the, the inside track on what Mowbray wants to do. And so I guess we'll kind of have to just trust Uncle Tone on that, won't we? Roberts yesterday impressed me. Like I know, like you said, he definitely isn't fully fit, and you can see that. But the little mm. touches he had, and like the way he turned yesterday, and there was two players on him, and he did like a little one-two with his feet and flicked it back to Ira yeah. right back, and all just them little things where you like, no, we've got a player there. Yesterday, yeah. I know we were three 0 down at this point, so it, it's it's a moot point as they say. But he made a run yesterday, like a sideways on run. And if someone had looked up and seen it, he's thrown on goal because he's ran directly in between the centre backs. He's got ten yards of space either side. You even saw him look up at the guys mm. like, guys, like, play me through. So there is a what, what player he is. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. You know, I'm not as, as clued up maybe on the, the, where the players are going to be. He doesn't look like a winger to me. He, he would look like a player who played in in the ten or in a like an inverted sort of inside inside. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's going to be. He's got no real pace, has he? Which does bring me to the other side of the pitch with Burke uh, when he come on on that left side. I, I just wonder about Oli Burke because I mean he, he went to Werder Bremen for like thirteen million pound, didn't they? When mm. uh, he travelled, I, I just wonder what, what what people saw of him when he was younger. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure because certainly at Blues, I've never seen anything that I could remotely see that he he, he brings to anything. He, he doesn't seem no. to be a centre forward. He, he can't. He's no good in the air. He's touches poor. He's meant to have like unbelievable pace and be able to beat players, but then he can't cross. And it, I don't see it. I haven't, as I said, I don't want to be unfair on Ali Burke because maybe there's something about him, but I've not seen. But from what we've seen, I just don't know what he brings to the squad. At I think, all, to be yeah, honest. I think West Brom and other clubs have found that out with him as well. They've had difficulties getting him into the team and where he plays and everything. Well, well, is, he, like, is he a winger or forward? And he's only Roberts a little bit, isn't he? You know, is he a forward? Is he a wide player? I, I don't really know what these players are. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> trying so hard You're diplomatic the, the only yeah. thing Oliver Burke beat yesterday was the fucking byline 
three times. He beat the touchline. That was about it. My God, yeah. like, I can't. I, like, right, don't get me wrong. All is forgiven. Right, if Oli Burke comes on next week against Baggies and Bags in a 1-0 win, all is forgiven because I will die because he is... They hate him so much at the Albion, it's painful. Yeah. Um, uh, they they, they called him this worst ever signing, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, what does he offer? Does he have raw pace? Yeah. I mean, you can see that. But it's like his brain, his brain to leg delay is there. It's like he's got lag in his own body because he takes about four seconds when he's got the ball to think what he's got to do next. And it's just like, he should be natural for someone because he has gone for a lot of money and he's played for Scotland. Like, this guy, is an in- he has played internationally for his country and he scored for him, I think. I mean, it's only yeah. one, but he scored for him. So, like, you can't deny that this man, there is, there's got to be a footballer in there and it's never worked for him. And I don't know why. Mm. As, well, as I do like, know why, but. Well, people in football, you know, they, they know their stuff, don't they? So, somebody at some point has, has seen something in as, him as a young player to take him for big money. You know, they're not, they're not completely, unless there was some sort of deal going on in the background that you don't know about. But you wonder, don't in you? A few, you if wonder, that's the case. Yeah, but he's ne- he's never really done anything anywhere. He's gone as he really. And when he signed in the summer, you think, oh, this maybe this it, it'll happen for him here. But to be honest with you, I just I just can't even see what he brings to the team at, at all. Maybe he struggles with that himself. Maybe he wonders what sort of player or what he's been asked to do. I mean, he put him on the left wing yesterday, and he's got he's got a bit of raw power, hasn't he? And he you see him break past the player at one point, and then he goes past the player, doesn't get the cross in. You think, oh, he's won a corner. Oh no, it's a goal kick. Mm. To be fair, I will back I will back him a million percent on that one. It was a corner because I was directly in eye line with that. I was right. in eye line with that, and he slid in and won the ball. There was a side Jack's pass. Jack's and he says, "Yeah, goal kick, that is." I hate it when Jack's because like this shit with Jack's like I was going, uh, all diplomatic, corner, and he goes. It, nah, it was it's worse when he's most right. diplomatic because he's always on the referee's back and he, when he's like, yeah, it's got <laughs> yeah. like, don't you start now. Honestly. You know the one at Stoke when Stansfield, he seems to come off it, I'm going crazy, I'm going, that's a corner, it's got to be a corner. And they watched it back on the vlog and they go, oh no, it wasn't Gokey. That was Gokey, yeah. <laughs> good good ref, actually, fair point. Yeah, yeah. Well ref. yeah, yeah, you were absolutely right there. Well, yeah, that's the thing, you are, you're so right about Oliver Burtlock because he, he's got so many attributes that you kind of look at him and you go, oh, has yeah. he got a good jump on him? Hell yeah, have we seen him flick on mm. a lot of headers, actually? yeah has he got mm. pace yes has he got power yes and i mean there's been snippets under rooney ipswich yeah. that 70 minutes he played against ipswich he yeah. was unbelievable when he high pressed with hogan and he was at them all game and mm. him and Stansfield and he didn't give him a prayer like there are things in there where you go actually he can be but if you want to be a progressive team in my opinion he can't be near the starting 11 i'm sorry no, but he just I, I wonder whether Mowbray might actually, you know, terminate the loan. You know what I mean? On that, and will, will he have bravery to do that? I don't know. You know, I don't. Is that a good look for a team to be doing that? But maybe, maybe we need to. Maybe we need to bring him another loan, though. If you can get rid of him and bring another United loan, do it. Mm, yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, he's looking at the Palace player, isn't he? You know, the young lad at Palace. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, done well at Charlton, hasn't he? and so and whatever. So maybe. Maybe that's we- it. Yeah. We might be panicking for a right back at this rate. We don't know if Drama's injury is big or not. Like Drama's yeah. missing from the squad is a panic station for me because I love Laird. Like we've all said, we love Laird, but there has a it's high probability that Laird might pull an injury. But Backer might. Backer's got a bruise on his knee, and that's what he said. I think. True. That's yeah. I was to say the other way. Play Bakuna. He's played every position apart from goalkeeper, hasn't he? This year, Bakuna. Just in there. Just put in there. If we Plus go for a game. Oh yeah, he will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He might he have been. Have. He probably well, would have been. A- Better choice than Roberts at that place, I think. Well, let's let's talk about the Albion game because obviously big news today. Obviously, with all the stuff kicking off in the mm. Wolves game, um, 
obviously we can't go unfortunately because of the ticketing thing that happens when we're trying to buy them but uh yeah let's talk about the albion game and what we can expect from it since i mean i i personally think if we play the way that we did in the first half against uh, against albion uh, the, the way we did against Leicester, we'll, we'll win that game pretty comfortably, really, because I think it's one of those things, though, because like, obviously we didn't go to the whole game, but what we heard was that we were pressing very well. We played brilliantly against Stoke. We were very much in possession in the first half. We had control of the game and sat back really nicely. And there was there was glimpses of that against Leicester, but obviously Leicester are a much better team than Stoke are. So, you know, they took us to the sword in the second half. I think they managed the game better than we did in the end. Mm-hmm. But really, I think, we play like that against the Albion and they were poor today. I think they're going to be a bit wounded by that as well, really. I think it was their sort of opportunity to get one over the uh, Wolves after being at the Premier League for quite a while. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel confident about it. I feel confident about the team at the moment. Anyway, I was really confident we were going to beat Leicester. Um, if we found the fucking back of the net, I would have been really optimistic about it. But I don't know. It's just, I just think we'll do well against them. I genuinely think we can get at them. I think the worst thing that could have happened to us today was Wolves beating them because we're going to have a very pissed off Albion next week. Um, but I think Mowbray pissed also, off Albion. <laughs> well, no, but do you know what I mean? Like they're going to be they're going to be up for it now even more because they've just lost one derby. Their de- their manager's going to go. You can't lose to on the bounce here, lads. Like you've got to get out of these. I think it's that's why I think we can though. I think it's going to be chaos. I think Mowbray's going to put a rocket up their ass this week for us. And I think they're going to be getting a rocket up their ass at their end as well. And I think it is just going to be an end-to-end. It's going to be like a ping-pong match next week. I fully expect it to just be absolute chaos. Hopefully, like yeah. Either end. yeah um, right. I think that could benefit us. I think Ethan Laird might have a fun time up on the right. If they're, sure. From watching it today, their left-back loves to push forward. And I think against a Laird, Laird loves to bomb forward as well. So I think it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah well, well, I think it'll be fiery, won't it? There's no doubt about that. It's going to be an intense game, isn't it? I mean, like you say, on the back of getting beat by Wolves, they're going to be a bit wounded. We've just got knocked out by Leicester, and obviously Mowbray's trying to give them a bit of a rocket as well. But honestly, we we, we need to get some wins. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and I know we get everyone saying, you know, about the season, but we are still sort of like looking over our shoulder a little bit. So we need a couple of wins, and it's wins we need. And if we want to be serious about those things, we've got to go to places like Albion and expect to try and get something, haven't we? You know, I'm always happy with something away from home i would always you know go yeah. on that i would say if you can get something that's good but then you've got to win your home games but the way we've been this year we've we've looked never certain about any of those things at home we've not been great away we've been poor so yeah i, I don't know I, I was a bit pessimistic on the way back yesterday I probably lightened my mood slightly a little bit now so but that that, that is a tough game on saturday by the way because they're a decent side that corbyn's decent coach they've got some good mm-hmm. players there as well They've, had, they've been through a bit of a poor time, and especially off the pitch, they've had a poor time. But I, I think we need to be careful about that as well. You can't go gung-ho against that because I think we could end up getting turned over and we, we need to be careful about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit mixed about it. I think if we got a draw at this point, you'd go, yeah, decent points away from home. Let's yeah. you know move on to the Sheffield Wednesday game. And that, that, again, that's a game then you should be targeting to go and get something from, shouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I think I mean, the thing do- is the Albion, though, they, they've they haven't conceded that much this season as well. Obviously they are in the playoffs and everything, but mm-hmm. I think the one thing that we can bank on though, is the fact that we're good on the counter attack. And I just think with Stansfield going forward and you know, the way we play and everything, it would just brighten the mood up as well. I think we were up for it as well though. That's the thing. Cause we, we we're on 35 at the uh, 30, no, what True. is it? 32 at the moment. We can go on 35 if we win, which would only, have, which would only be then 10 points off West Brom who were sat in fifth. So, Really, mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's it's one of those. Really, yeah. I feel like we'll be up for it. In all all of those teams, 
yeah, all of those teams are very close, though, aren't they, in points-wise? You know what I mean? You look all the way up the table, apart from the very top and the very bottom, there's not a huge amount of difference between those teams. Anybody could beat anybody, that's for certain. But again, that's what I mean. You know, we, you know, it wouldn't be inconceivable if we went there and got beat by Albion. I don't think it would be the end of the world necessarily. Oh, no. It would, it would feel like it, wouldn't it? Because we want to go and win games. But yeah, I think those teams are quite close, really. Um, I just think we just need to be careful because we just need to get some wins on the board. And um, I'm sure we will. You know, I'm sure we will. But when I look through the fixtures, it looks tough run, really. You know, Sheffield Wednesday away, we then go to Borough at home, and. You know, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Every game brings its challenge, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed we'll get some wins on the board sooner rather than later. Really. We don't want to leave it later in the season to have to start winning games, do we? I think we'll be OK. I do. I think... I've said I've said this last year to Tommy as well, especially on these podcasts where I was like, right, you, like we have consistently finished 17th or below for the last eight years, right? This mm. is now arguably our most technical and best squad when they're fit, like. And I, when we've got our fully fit eleven, I genuinely, don't, apart from Leicester, maybe I don't see a team that should trounce us because our our fittest best eleven is really good, mm. really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we've got good players, haven't we? There's no question. But I mean, like maybe said at Stoke, you know, once we were two up, we then revert it, reverts the type and we start dropping off and we, we're trying to hang on, you know. And to be fair to Rooney, he said the same things. He said, you've had years and years where you've just tried to grind out things, you know. Snot and guts, I think he said, is how we play. But maybe said we reverted to that in, against Stoke and he wasn't happy about that. He thought that that was mm. like, we just invited so much pressure. And to be fair, Stoke played pretty well, I thought. I, I didn't think we actually played that well at Stoke, if I'm honest. So I think we need to be careful about just trying to grind through games because that will come bite you on the arse, I'm sure of it. You're yeah, just trying to hang on is. with, hanging on for 70 minutes of a game. I, I just don't think that's the right way. Not in this, this league. You need to go and win the games, don't we? I mean, how how funny of an old game is football, though, eh, lads? Like, and I agree. I don't. I think we were. It was two fantastic goals against Stoke. Don't get me wrong. But I think apart from that, we did. We defended for our lives, and then we go to Leicester, and we have the forty-five minutes of our life, and can't put the ball in the back of the net. 
I had just yeah, football is such a mental game, isn't it? It's just like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it is like that. But honestly, I, I just think, though, like we're on a bit of a good form. I think if we do win, and perhaps even convincingly, then I think it will start to show the sort of strengths that we have. I think the weaknesses we have is consistency because you consider like how many injuries we do get. It, it kills all the form and all the flow, doesn't it? So it's like... Like you say, Jamie, when we are fully fit, we're doing fantastically. But also, like you say, Dad, when we've got so many injuries, it just it's it flattens the mood and everything. And like yeah. Ethan Laird yesterday, had he not been injured and didn't have to go off for a precautionary reason, I think we'd have pushed on in the same vein, really. I know that Leicester would have probably still come on as strong as they did. But I definitely think we'd have had more chances because he just sort of like that right hand side was just not used in the second half at all, if anything. It was all down the left hand side. So it's really that we need those the, the things that are working in the first half like against Leicester we need to take those into the West Brown game we need oh, to yeah. stick to them as well because we can't be say exactly the same thing happens against West Brom we need to keep on going down the same routes that are working for us because it's up to West Brom to try and stop it then do you know what I mean rather than them trying to, yeah, trying to... to change up the tactics and everything yeah, we need to take the games of teams and, and that's exactly what the club's asking of the managers now, isn't it? We, we can't be a team that goes and, and, and worries about what you're there and try and play against. We actually need to take the games of people and I think that is the, that, you know, that they, they, often, you know, they keep saying it's no fear of football or something. But I think they just got misinterpreted a little bit. It's like a clumsy phrase, but really what they're trying to say is that we need to go to places and say, well, all right, we're coming to West Brom. Well, we've come in here to win the game. You know, we're going to take it to you can't just yeah. sit back all the time and just try and grind out a nil-nil or something. We're just not going to be able to do that. But talk about consistency. that That's the big issue for lots of teams in the championship. It's such an even division. It's hard to go on runs where you are consistent. I think only Leicester, really, are a team that have been really consistent, haven't they? You know, Leeds have had ups and downs. You know, other teams have had ups and downs. So consistency is always going to be difficult in, in a league yeah. where your teams are quite similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've only lost four times this season, only three draws, so... You know, they are easily the best team in the championship. For me, like Ipswich yeah. as well, though, like you consider, are they on a bit of a slide as well? They lost in the Cup yesterday to Maidstone. Um, they've had a few ups and downs. They're sort of in and out of the uh, second place spot quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. But that's why I think, like, I just feel like there's an opportunity for us to capitalise and, you know, West yeah, Brom and great. teams like that. You know, we've got, it's a tough run of games, like you say, but also at the same time, you know, West Brom, we've beaten them earlier in the season. Sheffield Wednesday on a terrible run of form. You know, they have been all season. Blackburn are Blackburn, so they can be up and down. Sunderland, you know, having a bit of a thing at the moment with Michael Beale. And, uh, no, Michael Beale, is it Michael Beale? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not Ian Beale. How, how, how much would Mowbray <laughs> love to get one over them as well? How much would, would that mean to Mowbray? Look at those three teams, Jay. He's got Albion, Borough, yeah. and Blackburn are all playing against. They're all his former teams. He's, he's going to want Oh, and Sunderland as well, yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. So all those teams, you're going to want that, you know. But and the thing is, the league is that tight. Even if you don't win all them games, let's say, for example, Just if I'm being optimistic, let's say eight points out of the next four, so two wins, two draws, you're pushing mm-hmm. mid-table at that point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that, thing, that, yeah. We've yeah, exactly. where we are now. We're pushing like eleventh, tenth. We're laughing. Yeah, yeah. But I think the way to get draws is to take the game to them. Not yeah, to go to like, we, you know, we went to Norwich away and Eustace was there, you know, nothing against John Eustace. I think he's gone and thought, you know, we'll, we'll try and get something from the game. But the way he's approached it, he's by to say, let's just try and shut up shop and come away with something. And yeah, that game turned was, over, haven't we? 
that game was that was the turning point. Yeah, because honestly, like I remember me and you, Jamie, were on the podcast the week before, and we were saying four two three one, get at them and put the game to them, and then he gets beat, and then in the next two games that against Huddersfield and West Brom, he does that, and they go and absolutely fucking tramp them. Yeah, yeah so I think it's, that it's I still simple, think that really. Norwich game. I think the Norwich away game is what cost John his job. I genuinely yeah. do. I think mm. the board turned around and went, nope. They watched Watford away where we lost 2-0. Don't get me wrong, they didn't concede till the end of the game, but they watched that the way we set up against them. And then he's probably watched Norwich away and gone, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. he, didn't, he didn't do himself any favours with that approach. Yeah. You know, it's about mentality, isn't it? You know, and I think we've had like now over a decade of a mentality where we're just trying to survive. We've got, to, we've got to change that mentality around. We've got to say, actually, we're a decent football club, decent players. We're going to have to try and go and win football matches. And uh, and that's the change that I think John Eustace misinterpreted. I think he, he thought, yeah, we'll just try and drag ourselves through the season again. And I think they're just thinking, no. I mean, it turned out, actually, the way that they did it. You know, I've always said I think the timing was wrong and I think the choice was wrong. But I still think they still believe in the way they want to take things forward. And I think the same to Mowbray, the same thing. We've got to go and try and win football matches. It's as simple yeah. as that. And I mean, how likeable is Mowbray as a manager? I like, I love him. Like, I watched his Brilliant. first interview and I was like, this is, you can just see, he's, I said this last week, and I told me he's a proper, you can see he's a working class man. He gets the club, he understands it, he just knows what it's about. Like, and he just, yeah, he, he's one of our best appointments in a long time. Yeah. He's he's just connected. He's easily to connect with. You know, he's a relatable manager. He's a nice guy, and he's a decent manager as well. At the same time, it's not oh, like yeah. one of those managers who are like you're taking a chance on if you put him in charge. You know, you're going to get results out of him. You know mm-hmm. what you're expecting because he's experienced and everything. And that's what we need at this point in the season, really. And I mean, he's what by the time he comes to the end of the season, he's probably got a year and a half left on his contract or whatever. But like, he's still going to do loads of work with us. You know, he's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let him have he's a look. Let him have it. He's likable guy, and he likable guy. He's a per, he's a real person. He's a genuine guy. So I think you're always going to warm to that, aren't you? And, t- and tells it like it is. And you know, you can't want more than that, can you? If someone's going to say, "Yeah, this is how it is," and like yesterday, yeah, he looked a bit annoyed to me. I thought after the game, yeah. I thought, "Yeah, I like that." That's that's the kind of attitude you want, rather than, "Oh, well, it's only the cup. You know, they're a good side." The top of league. He's like genuinely like, oh, "I'm a bit annoyed. Actually, we should have won the game." Mm. And well, I, I like think that. Thought that didn't they? Going, going from <laughs> the last <laughs> manager. Going from uh, Pooney, who we had before, when he was just outing every player like no tomorrow. And I had mm. a manager who, even the way he worded it yesterday, when he said like an individual mistake has cost us, but that's football, and it's all for the rest of the team to get back and cover that mistake. Whatever, like that, you've, you've had said, look, we all know who made the mistake here. We all know who the ball up was, but I'm not yeah. going to sit here and out him on camera. He knows he made the mistake. I've already spoke to the team. For the mistake. It was really, it was literally just going. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. I wanted to take all 11 off at half time because they're crap. And it's just like, I know, yeah. They're saying just... it how it is. And then there's just calling people out. That's really yeah. like the two differences between Mowbray and Rooney, really. It's yeah. man management, that though, isn't it? It's about dealing with people, isn't it? I think if you're going to, if you, like, like what Dini did at Boris Green, you know, he's frustrated. He's let his frustrations <laughs> get the better of him. He's gone straight to a media interview. But, you know, who wants to work for a boss that does that to you? Mm. You know, you're dealing with people, aren't you? And everybody else thinks, well, it could be me next, couldn't it? I'm in the firing line. And if, if Rooney's saying, well, I could have took you all off, he's like, well, thanks a bunch. You know, I actually mm. I put a real good shift in it. Exactly, and you, like, yeah. you, you're saying that it's me as well. Like, so I'll tell you what, maybe I won't bother next week. But with, with Mowbray, I think he, he keeps it in-house, doesn't he? And he, he'll take the flack on behalf of the players. But in private, I reckon he's telling them, like, 
you know, both barrels. Like, and if you're not doing yeah. the job, you're you're out the door. Like, mm-hmm. no, hundred percent. Yeah. That's what, and that's what I rate. Like, and that's why I think going on to another quick subject, we said about Chef Wednesdays after West Brom. Mm-hmm. Chef Wednesday is so winnable because if you can get a win under Pune, you can definitely get a win under Mowbray. I'm sorry, but if if you can get one of your two wins under Wayne Rooney, there is no way on God's green earth you cannot go and win under a better manager. I'm sorry. No, I, I completely agree with that, Joe. I think that. You got you think you got to remember though. I mean, going away Sheffield Wednesday on paper it looks like an easy game, and but when you're out on the pitch at Hillsbury, yeah, it, 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 again, you know, you can see that in the what how did Maidstone go to Ipswich and get a win? But mm. if the players really want it and it, and the fans are there for you, it, it can be possible, can't it? So you've got to be really careful not to underestimate um, Sheffield Wednesday. Really, to be fair, the fear is if you lose to Sheffield Wednesday, I think we are shoulder watching at that point. Yeah, I do. I think we are anyway. I really do. And I don't want to be like pessimistic, but I think we just need to be careful about like blind optimism. Oh, yeah, well, we'll win this and we'll start. It, it, it needs to be earned. Yeah, oh, 100%. Right. I, mean, I, I had the corner of my eye today on QPR versus Huddersfield. Yeah. They drew. I was like, okay. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah. result. It's a good result for us, though, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a turmoil season in terms of managers and stuff like that, and it has. But and I, I say that I've said this for the last eight years, but this time I genuinely say it with hand on heart: is get to the summer because this time this board mean business, and you can see they mean business. It's going to be a big summer for us. Yeah, I think if you're not, absolutely right next, about that. Next three days could be like the, I think January transfer deadline day might be fun. Yeah, I think yeah, I think all of those things I absolutely agree with on all of those. I think the most interesting thing about that is that while we're in this sort of period of uncertainty, which we are, at the same time, you can't help but be really optimistic about the future. I know yeah. the things things going on off the pitch. You just think, yeah. hang on a minute, this is going to be a brilliant ride, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's going to be fantastic. You know the stuff that this week they came out with a biggest commercial deal in their club's history. You know they're talking about a new fan park. You know they've set up these strategy boards, haven't they? Where you've got they're going. You know one of the boards is going to look at fan experience. They've got good people heading up those fan boards and stuff like that. You know the club on every front seems to be making like real big strides forward. So as a supporter, you're thinking this is going to be great. Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we've still got this looming kind of thing that's been hanging around us for like. 12 years or whatever where we've been absolutely <laughs> abysmal so yeah. it's just it's hard to sort of get yourself out of that until we can get to the summer when i think you know next year i think we, the whole thing will look completely different i really do it takes time doesn't it when you've had owners as a wonderful previous owner i mean mr stephen knight even hinted at the other week didn't he tell me on our pod mm. when he turned around and said i can't go into it but the <laughs> stuff they were trying to do on the way out the like clauses like and these are the owners. Like, it takes time to get over that kind of stuff as a football club. There is it, no way you're walking in after six months and doing a whole shift. It's gonna take yeah, yeah, yeah. On the yeah, it just couldn't. It, they just couldn't. Well, look at what they have done in six months. It's like amazing. Remarkable. You're remarkable. You know, both on and off the pitch. I think the things they're doing, but then their vision for the future about re, you know, sort of retrans, you know, reforming Birmingham and getting Birmingham part of things. You know, these are things that the the club probably should have always been doing. Yeah. So for them to come in and identify it and then say, well, we're going to do this, you know, and that that's what we're going to aim to do. Well, thank God, you know, it's about time, isn't it? You know, about time that a, a city with a, you know, and a football club that carries the name, 100% should be involved in all of those things around Birmingham. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. When, was the last, when was the last time we had an owner that went to Leicester away with the boys, walked into a pub, <laughs> free barred it for everyone and just went, on it, lads, go on. Yeah. Go. Like, Honestly, yeah, breath of fresh air, isn't it? The whole thing's amazing, that, isn't it? 
Mm. And like, I know some people, I've seen a lot of other fans going, oh, it's just a commercial stunt, isn't it? I'm like, well, it's not because he sat, I was there in Preston away as well, as you mm-hmm. were. He was in there with the fans celebrating the goal and everything like mm. this man actually cares and he looks like he actually wants to be part of this club like he cares about this club and he's there for us as well and you can see that he's he's trying to get the fan experience like us to see what we're in and yeah. see how he can make it better he's so not he's making it too though isn't he so he's invested yeah. in it yeah but i think beyond that though Tommy, i think the thing is for him really is that we've had an owner if you think about it or owners who have been like invisible almost to the point where the fans don't even know who they are mm-hmm. we've yeah. had protests on the street because the fact the owners are kind of invisible to everybody and now yeah. you've got an owner who's not only the chairman of the board but he's sat in with the fans buying drinks supporting the club you know that is just his gold and it is exactly what the fans want you know it's what the club needs so you know, hats off to Tom Wagner as that because he could quite easily just sit sit behind the scenes or whatever. He, he's out there front and centre, and and that that's brilliant. I just think that's another massive step forward for the club. Yeah. Really. They, they they went about it the right way as well. Just shortly touching back on the way that the BSL try, uh, BSHL tried to sell the club. I think what Stephen Knight was trying to allude to when we we're in the po- in the conversation was the fact that when trying to sell the club, they wanted just a little bit more and a little bit more, but. He touched, he touched on the fact that Knighthead obviously have done those things before. They deal in stressed businesses, so they know what to expect from companies who are trying to get the most out of things. But that's also why I think that the Paul Richardson deal was tougher for them to get over the line in the end. And also that Knighthead knew that just you're going to have to sit this one out. And as soon as they get in, they're going to put everything right and do the right things and really just you know boost the club. Because what I thought initially when they took over was the fact that they were just going to come in and be like, right, let's just ease our way into this. But like, nah, they were like straight in, put everything into the club and make sure that the ground is going to be done by December time and everything. And, you know, it's just, it's those little things really that just mean so much to fans really and improves match day experience. And looking into like that Blues Matter um, thing they put up, I mean, I was just sort of reading through it and everything, but it just, it sort of matches the mood at the moment. You know, what do we need at this current stage in the season that will be good to release at this time, really? It's the fact that, you know, we need to have more updates about match day experiences, like, um, you know, people are, Blues fans are helping out with stuff like that as well. So it, it the, the timing on things business-wise, I think it's been great. It's only Rooney that I think they haven't quite got that one right. It was a learning yeah, curve for them. Rob, You're allowed one mistake. Yeah, yeah, wrong true. timing, wrong choice, haven't they? I think they've, they've gone for something they thought would help. But honestly, they're, they're people of action, aren't they, really, at the end of the yeah. day? You know, they're not going to come in and say, let's sit around for another six years while we work. It's like, we want to do something, let's do it. And that's what they're pushing everybody. They're pushing every part of the club. Mm-hmm. They're trying to put pressure on them, you know, like under challenge to say, we need to get this done. And they're doing the same on the outside, the same Birmingham Council. We want to do this. We want to build this. We want to go here. We want to do that. And everybody needs to get their act together a little bit. You know, if you're someone who's on the pitch, you know, if you're not up to the job, you've got to move on. You know, and that's what I admired about him the most with the Rooney thing is that he made a decision. It didn't work and they've acted straight away, you know, yeah. and they've gone because we haven't got time. We can't move at that speed. We need to be moving forward. And if Rooney's not the right choice, well, cheers, Wayne. See you later. Let's yeah. move on. And, and they've acted really quickly. And I think that that should give everybody optimism again, shouldn't it? Yeah, and I think this is this thing. I think I think I might have gone over the top. To be fair, when I said Chef Wednesday is winnable, so I take. But it's in right. terms of what I'm saying <laughs> is, I think that we are at a point where we do need to look at some winnable games as well. Yeah, it's like. a good change in mentality, isn't it? I know somebody yeah, said in the comments earlier. That, I, mean, I, I haven't got the comments open, so I haven't even. <laughs> no, yeah, Gary, I'm on my laptop. It will yeah, yeah, destroy yeah. my laptop. 
Well, what well, well, Gary says here, he says Blues should never go out thinking they will win easy. Well, I, I get that because Blues are like that, you know, and like we were yesterday, we should have easily won that game and had first half oh, performances. Yeah. But also as well, like it, you know, if we were to go out into a game thinking we should be winning those games, you know, it's a good change in mentality, isn't it? And it's what we've been yeah. lacking for the whole existence of the club, really. We've always been it's, like, oh, well, never mind. It's just nice, isn't it? Like, in terms of we've spent so many years going to games where it's like, well, we'll cling on and we'll hopefully get a corner kick and Juki might shit out it back corner. Yeah. Like, that's, mm-hmm. And we've gone from that kind of mentality to now going, no, let's get on, actually. Let's, yeah, it is. You know, it's an attitude, isn't it, Jay? I think you've got to say, well, actually, you know, we want to sort of like, we want to, we want to go and be a positive force everywhere mm-hmm. we go. The best thing about this football club is the fans. No question yeah, about yes. it, right? There's lots of things about this club that you could say actually over the years have not been great. But the fans, you, you can never dispute the fans. And I think they've plugged into that. They know they've got to take us with them. And part of that is you want to go and be entertained. You want to be able to have someone to sing and cheer about, don't you? Yeah. We never lost hope, did we? That's the thing. A lot of a lot of fans would have walked away and gone, we can't do this anymore. It's driving us insane. Whereas a lot of our fan base, even in the dark times that we've dealt with mm-hmm. the last 10 years, mm-hmm. consistently sold out away games. You know, so kudos exactly. to the fans like you two, like, who consistently go to them games and still deal with it and... I can't imagine how painful it must have been to vlog them games, Tommy. Oh my god! Oh, well, I'll drive yeah. to him, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and you, yeah, like my, like having, and you guys. But this, I'm saying, like the the guys who go to all the away games and stuff, like you guys, yeah, about, we've earned this. A, it's a passion, isn't it, Jamie? It's about, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's why the the fans and the community and everything about that football club is like literally second to none. You know, I know oh, yeah. you've had like a black country derby today, haven't you? Where and there's loads of animosity in that. But I don't think those two football clubs are a patch on us whatsoever. I don't think they've got anything about them that that, that resembles what we've got. I think we're unique in that way. Mm. You know, and the fact we've had so little to actually be entertained or excited about over the years is even more kudos to everybody for going to the game still. So it, it, it's it's a, it's a love affair, isn't it? It's a lifelong love affair being a Birmingham City fan, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that was deafening yesterday at Leicester. They, they were 3-0 mm. up and we still outsang them. Like, it mm. was deafening. 5,000 yeah. fans. And that's I mean, the team who's won the Premier League, the yeah, FA exactly. Cup and the Community Shield in the last five years. Well, <laughs> oh, exactly. ten, and, and quarterfinal Champions League as well. Like They are, they were a great... This yeah, I mean, but like, but every club's like, had something to sing about, haven't they, in recent years? We've had absolutely nothing and yet people consistently keep on turning up, don't they? It's absolutely brilliant, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it really is. I think yes, some... was the... You are. Well, I just think, you know, with some optimism for the things that are coming as well, you know, the club could go like, you know, really, really in really great places. And I, I don't know if we're prepared for it because we're so in the old mindset still, aren't we? We're still complaining about things that have gone on before. So, you know, somebody moaning about the queues at the, at the, at the catering or whatever. And it's like, yeah, look, you know, every club and every business you go to, if you go to Nando's on a Friday night, people moan about the queues or something, don't they? <laughs> it's like you, you're always going to get those things, but they're like small. For, what you want to see is the big picture. Where are we going? Mm. How do we get on board with that? That's what you want to look at. That's Where are they trying there. to take us to? We didn't even yeah. have our, our water in there last year. So, you know, get what you get. Like, come on. Like, everything <laughs> everything was broken. Everything probably is still broken. They couldn't <laughs> even employ enough staff to, you know, to man the kiosks or whatever I mean, and get the ticket thing. How, so. how Birmingham City has this takeover been in terms of we got most of the ground done, then the company went bust that we're doing the ground as well. Exactly. You do wonder if someone's sitting up there, don't you, sort of playing with us a little bit. It's like, oh, a let's give them a little bit of something. Desk. Just like, yeah. should have a bit of fun with this, lads. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get the ground fixed and halfway through it, we'll make the company go bust. Oh, there we go. That'll piss them off a bit more. <laughs> 
I mean, half of that. I mean, last year, I just wanted a bloody barber watching the game sometimes, and that was painful <laughs> to get, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, God, yeah. No, we, we need to be optimistic, and it's hard, isn't it, for a fan base that's been so downtrodden yeah. to actually feel optimistic about something. And yesterday, I was back in my old mindset because I was thinking, I, I felt really hurt by losing in the cup. But then I thought, well, I need to kind of shake myself out of that a little bit because mm. there's good times coming. And I think you're right, Jamie. I think there are good times coming. So, uh, and, uh, me, yeah. and me. I, I I've been so. saying this. Did you say that as well? Yeah, I've been saying this all fucking year, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. No, you haven't. <laughs> No, what do you mean when? I'm always talking about it. <laughs> it's Mr. Zach Woods that's always sitting on the fence. Well, fellas, I'm going to go for a nil-nil today. I think we're going to... <laughs> I love you, Zach, really. Don't say it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a good roundup. Um, we'll just finish with West Brom predictions. So, Jamie, kick us off. Come on, say we're going to win. I mean... I always say we're going to win. This is this is my problem, isn't it? I can't I can't go on a live Birmingham City thing and say we're not going to win, or I'll, I'll probably say we'll draw, but I've not once predicted we're going to lose. And I think genuinely no. we've got such a good record usually against the Albion. I think form well, doesn't really is. matter in the derby game either. Form doesn't mm. matter, and it, we all know that. So why can't what you know? There's a good chance we can go there, and I think two one two nil. I think yeah. we can go there, and we can. I mean, my fear is no Sanderson. And if if Laird can do the ninety minutes, I am very confident. If you can yeah, and Laird oh, are fit, oh, we've got this. I, mean, I think we have. We've got a good chance because Buchanan is so solid as well. We've just got to take the lead in that game. I think we've just we, we can't be like going a goal down and then trying to fight back into the game because Ethan Laird won't last ninety minutes. I'm pretty sure about that. And as soon as he goes off, then. <laughs> Game over in it, really, I think. Down that right-hand side, particularly. Down the left-hand side, I think we're quite strong with Buchanan and Dembele and everybody. And then you go mm-hmm. forward into Stansfield. But on the right, I ain't too sure we've got that many natural right-wingers or anything. And I think, the, uh, I think Sam, but... Sam in the comments just said he said Hogan Hattrick. So, uh, oh, I'd love that. Hmm. I'd love Hogan, Hogan Hattrick you know 2.0. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in all fairness to him, he, I'll, I'll give him credit because that Swansea game when he started... That looked like the old Hogan that we wanted back. Yeah, like he just, I don't. If you're not scoring all the goals, that's fine, Scott. But just run and press the defence like you did. That's great, especially against a West Brom team. He could be really effective. Him and Stansfield could cause problems. I mean, he's definitely not going to start him, but no, I yeah, I mean, he, he can I score know. goals though, Hogan. Can he? He can. Yeah. I mean, he's not prolific. He just needs he's not a prolific striker. But if you put him in front of goal, I think if he'd have started yesterday, some of those chances he probably would have scored a couple mm. of those. I'm honest. I, I think that. I'm not, his, mm. I'm not his greatest fan, but I've gone a bit full circle on him where I, I wasn't very keen on him. And now I feel like, well, actually, given the right service, he might score a few goals here and there. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I think if you're going to go prediction for me, I, I think, like I said earlier, I think if you get something out of the game, play well, get something out of the game, I'd be happy with that. I would. Good performance and something from it. I just don't think we can go there and get beat. So I, if we come away with a draw, I'd be happy with that. I wish I could yeah. predict the future, though. That would be much better. I'd come back to tell you then. Come on, like you did against Stoke. I did that against Stoke, yeah. I got him a little time machine, went into the future. I knew we were going to win. I absolutely knew we were going to win that game because <laughs> it's written in the stars to win those type of games. I, I, I'm going to go with... I haven't been to the future just yet, but I, I might tell you... Come on. On the, uh, I've been busy, all right. I've not no, been in the time machine. If you use the time machine, you wouldn't be that busy, would you? Good point, actually. Maybe I don't have a time machine. Um, Maybe not. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, actually, Jamie. I think a 2-1 is possible. I think... It will go 1-0 Blues, 1-1 and then 2-1. I think we'll get it fairly late on. 
in, in an ideal world, you go 1-0 up against the Albion, you hold out 90th minute, you have a shit-ass counter-attack and Oliver Burke taps it in for two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I might go and put a tenner on Oli Burke any time against the Albion. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Just yeah, because I'm sure the odds are. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, love, so... I'd love to win there. I love winning there. I, I don't know what it is about winning there. I think probably because I always think they're a bit tin-pot. I quite like to. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the idea. I've been there many times. We won one nil there in about nineteen ninety one, and um, away game. I was just, I, mean, I think Kevin Drinkle scored at the far end in the Birmingham Road end. And I just remember standing on the metal metal railings at the end on the Smithwick Road and standing on the and just giving it that. And that I just loved winning there. I don't know what it is. I just something about West Brom and winning there that I really yeah. enjoyed. So yeah, I'd absolutely love it if we win there. I really would. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think it's just going to be. It's going to. I think it's going to be a very end-to-end game as well. I think there's going to be. Yeah. When I don't think we're going to set up to sit back. I think it's just going to be a case of the high-press football again, and they love to play a high line from what I saw today as well. Yeah, so exactly. It's just going to be both teams just going to meet slap in the middle. It's whose yeah. midfielder performs the best, really, is what it comes down. Definitely to. bring it on. Can um just before we sort of finish up, then can you just say can you really briefly just touch on the the women's team winning against? Yeah, that? go ahead. Yeah. Because you know, talk about the, the club, right? I think they're a really important part of the club. Well, mm-hmm. for, anyway, but I think mm-hmm. the owners really do think that's a big part of that American sport. You know, women's sport is a big thing, and I think they really see them getting back into the women's super league as a good priority. So the Massively. fact they won against, uh, I think that's a really so big up to them, really. And um, yeah, yeah, Wagner was there. You know, again, we say he was at the game, uh, at Preston. He was there against Leicester. But he was there in the women's game today as well. So, you know, fair play to him on all of those yeah, things yeah. because all that yeah. profile. And if that women's team that has always been a really good women's team, by the way, we've been in Champions League, so then we've won FA Cups. Yeah, if, yeah. That, if they can get the women's team back into the Women's Super League, I think that's another sort of step in the right direction for the club. So I, I don't think we should forget about that sometimes. I think we do focus. Obviously, clearly, we'll always focus on the first team, but won't we? But it's another real major step forward because that, that women's team's been on, on its arse like for, for years and the lack of investment. So good on them for, for, for sorting that yeah. and, and making it a priority as well. So, yeah, I think we're all behind that. We've been to the both FA Cup finals, didn't we, Tommy, for the women's? We went to the one when they beat Chelsea. No, Arsenal at Bristol City. Yeah, the one that... The, they beat Chelsea at Bristol City at Ashton Gates and they lost to Man City yeah, at Wembley. Yeah. yeah, and we went to that as well, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be great to see the women's team coming back and having some success that this year. So um, yeah, I think and good on the owners for prioritising it, in my opinion. So yeah, no, make sure that got a chance out as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's something that yeah, obviously is growing in popularity as well. So we might be bringing mm-hmm. more of that stuff to the channel. Uh, we have been doing some articles on it lately. Um, Ellie's been doing a fantastic job. And obviously, mm-hmm. she's got a role at the club now as well, helping out with that Blues Matters stuff. So that's great for her as well. Um, yes. But we'll try and bring you some video content if that's uh, of interest to people. Um, so, yeah, let us know. We're going to do a vlog. Better. Should we do a vlog at the women's game and go in the alliance or something? We should maybe do something like that sometime soon. That would I'll be join you fun. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, that, I'll <laughs> that sounds like a plan that does. Yeah, we, we're going to do a, we'll do a, get, uh, vlog I'm at only, the women's I'm game. A, I'm only in if Jack comes along. That's We've got to behave that. ourselves if we go into the women's game. It's a different atmosphere I, to the right, You make it as if I'm a horrendous human being. Like, I am not. You are. It's Jack who's the terrible human being. <laughs> I think Jack, Jack's only a terrible human being between three o'clock and three and four forty-five. Yeah, he's nice. After that. Any other time, he's the sweetest, nicest guy ever met. But when the game's on, he just becomes like he just loses his mind. I think. Oh God, funny. Yeah. Uh, well, that's wrapped up quite nicely, actually. Um, yeah, we'll try and get down to a women's game then uh, yeah. and vlog that. 
Um, but yeah, thank you guys for uh, listening to this uh, new episode of the Blues Focus podcast. Uh, again, we're going to be doing these more consistently now. Uh, this is our second consistent episode. Um, it's just it was just after the Stephen Knight stuff. Really, we were preparing for that for quite a while, so yeah. that was like took priority for a bit. But we're going to be getting back uh, to the regular podcasting. But we are still on the lookout for a next big podcast guest. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, maybe in a couple of months, we might have a new yeah. big guest coming on. Um, be great for me yes um and yeah thank you guys for watching thank you jamie and dad i'll be down for tea in a second for joining me uh <laughs> you making it <laughs> mom's already made it. what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for watching and keep around keep around keep around lads the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.